I had to get sick and tired of being sick and tired all the time. And I know that that's, people probably heard that a few times, but it is, it is 100% true. That was the voice of Adam Sud. Just three short years ago, he was over 300 pounds and addicted to prescription drugs. Today, he has a 31-inch waist and is a holistic lifestyle coach addicted to a plant-based lifestyle. This is episode 72 of Lean Green Dad Radio. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Corey. And listen, if it's your first time hearing us, thank you so much for tuning in and spending some time with me. Uh, We have an awesome guest today. So as I said, my name is Corey and I am a husband, father of three crazy kids and a plant-based athlete. And each week I get to talk to some of the most inspiring people that I can find to help me stay motivated, to stay fit eat healthy, and really get the most out of life as a busy parent. Because for me, finding time to work out, make healthy, quick meals for my family, and spend quality time together, well, that can be really hard when we overschedule ourselves. So my goal is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these incredible folks, that you'll walk away with some gold nuggets that can help keep you and your family going strong. Now, today we've got an awesome guest, as I said, but first we got to give some love to our sponsors, and that is my friend Andrew Noble over at Smart Fitness. Now, Smart Fitness is one of those places that you can go, and believe it or not, you can work out in your dress clothes. It doesn't matter because it's a slow style of fitness. It really trains those muscles and prevents injuries from happening. Smart Fitness is located here in Ocoee in Central Florida, and uh, it's just a wonderful place. So if you are sick and tired of spending too much money on an overpriced gym membership, go check him out. He does a free one-hour consultation. He'll talk to you about the process, and of course, you'll get an extra workout in. Andrew is the guy to talk to, and you can visit GoSmartFitness.com for more information. Again, that's GoSmartFitness.com. All right, today's guest. Holy cow, where do I start? Three years ago, as I said, he was over 300 pounds, and today he is a holistic lifestyle coach. He was addicted to a drug, Adderall, that uh, helps manage ADHD symptoms. And today he's just uh, an awesome dude. He's a speaker, he's a passionate individual, and he eats the largest bowl of oatmeal that I've ever heard of in my entire life. His name is Adam Sud, and uh, he, he really focuses on helping to prevent addicts, any any kind of addict from relapsing. And he does that with a plant-based diet. I was so fascinated to talk with him. I'm so glad that we connected. And uh, again, you know, he, he had type 2 diabetes and, and so many other things. You'll hear him talk about this. And he was able to reverse many of those issues that he had just by eating a nutritious, healthy diet. So I'm always fascinated by stories like that. Adam's a wonderful person and so glad to have him on the show. So without further ado, let's get into it. It's my talk with Adam Sud on episode 72 of Lean Green Dad Radio. I 
All right, everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Today, we have Adam Sud on the show. And just three years ago, Adam was over 300 pounds. He is currently a holistic lifestyle coach. He's on an amazing journey with his brother, and he runs a program for addicts who are in recovery to help them prevent relapsing from, you know, a, a myriad of different things. And today, I'm going to get to talk to him about all that stuff, his own personal journey, and so much more. So, Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Corey. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. I was so glad we connected on Facebook, and uh, I was just so intrigued by your story. I mean, obviously, you've had a chance to talk with Rich Roll and the Forks Over Knives people, those great people. They love your story. And, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about your story, but I also want to talk about your everyday because the everyday struggle is kind of what us busy parents go through, right? And so oftentimes we we have a, a tough time with the time that we have to cook healthy food. So before we do all that, I want you to just share with everybody a little bit about you. Okay. Um, well, uh, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a lifestyle coach. Uh, I live here in Santa Monica and I, you know, when I, when I started my journey, I was a drug addict myself. So, um, and one of the things that I discovered was the power that when I got into recovery, I implemented a plant-based diet at the time I was a type two diabetic. Um, and it was, it was solely for that purpose. That was my purpose was to reverse the type two diabetes. But what I discovered was that the, the nutrition, the plant-based nutrition had an, an amazing impact on my recovery. And it was so profound that I knew that this was a missing part of addiction recovery. And so my, my, my quest today is to make plants, plant-based nutrition mainstream in addiction recovery. I love that. I think it's incredible because, you know, I, I have no no direct experience with addiction um, other than like uh, addiction to cigarettes. You know, I have a family member that's addicted to cigarette smoking. And I imagine that it's, it's once you go down that path and once you have it in your system, it's, it's just so incredibly difficult to, to stop, you know? Yeah. And I guess, can you talk to me about what, what did it take for you to stop? Obviously you were in recovery and you had some help, but it's it's not only the physical part, the physical pain that you go through, withdrawals and et cetera, but also the mental. I mean, the mental's got to be the toughest part of it. Yeah, it really, you know, it took me being, you know, 300 plus pounds, uh, being a type 2 diabetic. I actually didn't know I was a type 2 diabetic till I was in recovery, so I was in rehab. But I was, you know, a recluse. I lived in my, my, my whole life existed in my apartment uh, I was either on, um, my addiction was to Adderall, which is an, an attention deficit disorder medication. And essentially it is a medically pure form of methamphetamine. That's exactly what it is. And, um, so it was all about having my drug, being on my drug, staying up for, you know, days at a time. And when I didn't have my drug, constantly going out to get fast food to sort of medicate myself and how miserable I felt so that I would sort of sleep through the days until I finally was able to get more. I had no relationship with my family. I had a very strained relationship with my dad. Um, I mean, you know, we, we got along, but we had no, it was just sort of, he was my financial situation at the time. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and that's what it was. And he was frustrated with where I was and how I wasn't progressing and moving forward. And clearly there was something wrong. 
but he couldn't, you know, get, he couldn't figure out what it was, but he had always said, if you have a problem, you know, let me, you know, you can just, just admit it. If you need help, it's fine. Don't be ashamed of it. So uh, he didn't know about the, the drugs then. He knew something was going on. Right, right. But, uh, and so it, it, it took, you know, this is kind of a trite saying, but I had to get sick and tired of being sick and tired all the time. And I know that that's, people probably heard that a few times, but it is, it is 100% true. Yeah. You really have to get to a point to where you have to, for me, it was going to be either live on the streets uh, because I was, you know, I blew all my money on drugs and I knew I didn't have the skills to do that. And uh, so that's when I reached out and, you know, thankfully I was in a, in a situation, I have a, you know, a very supportive father and, and, and mother and there was no judgment and they said, you know, we'll help you and we'll get you in rehab. And so that's, that's what happened. Um, yeah. you, you know, with, I want to go back to the ADHD really quickly because yeah. I'm, I'm part of a, an amazing mastermind group run by Peter Shankman. I don't know if you know Peter, but yeah. he's uh, diagnosed ADHD and he has a, a new podcast that he started. That's incredible as well. But, um, can you explain to me how Adderall worked? Because I saw in some of the research I was doing on you, because I like to do that out of respect for my guests, okay. that you said that ADHD was kind of like uh, a drug. of uh, Not a, a – what am I trying to say? Meth. You said it was like meth, yeah. right? You compared it to a low – a low grade of meth. Like what, what is that like? Can you walk me through? Yeah. Kind of, um, does it shut it off? Where are you at now with the ADHD? Has the plant-based diet helped with that? Um, well, I'll, I'll explain what, what, what it's like being on Adderall. Um, you know, I, I've never been a type A personality. Um, and that's something that, you know, I, I, I've, I've always wanted, you know, I'm attracted to people who are type A personalities. Um, and when you take Adderall, uh, it is literally like putting your brain on steroids. Uh, you know that that lame movie with Bradley Cooper called Limitless. You know, <laughs> yes. Right. It's it's like that, only not so Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and all you want to do is hyper focus and and accomplish things, and you become a Type A. And it is it is amphetamine. If you get the generic brand Adderall, it says on the bottle amphetamine salt, because it is literally one molecule off of being street meth unbelievable and this is prescribed it's one of the most prescribed medications in the world or certainly in this country right um and you know they give it to kids at very young ages and the problem with with medicating a kid that young and and them not being able to understand and fully comprehend what medication is and why it's being given to them is that you're telling them you're not normal but with this pill you will be Right. And when you're telling a child who's very impressionable that you're not okay unless you're medicated, that means their whole life they're looking t outwardly to accommodate any sort of, you know, uh, uh, I, I guess what you would see as, as faults in them. Yeah. You know, if, if you don't feel well, you look for a substance to fix it. If you don't, if you're not performing right, you look for a substance to fix it. It sort of, it, it puts that idea in their head. Yeah. And they're so impressionable at this age. I mean, I, I had to pull my young son. He is five years old now and he goes to VPK, which is before, you know, uh, kindergarten. Okay. And, you know, he was told in his VPK program that uh, he, he's basically made to feel like a bad boy because yeah. he's full of energy. I mean, the kid does not walk. He bounces. He's like Tigger from, uh, you know. This is your five-year-old? He's five years old. Yeah. Yeah. So he acts like a five-year-old. 
Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, and every kid's different, right? I mean, every kid needs to be um, handled differently. They, they all have their own personalities and, and, and things. And to tell a kid that he's bad over and over again, he started to believe it. And he started to come home and he's like, you know, daddy, I'm a bad boy. Um, you know, I'm so sorry, dad. I'm so sorry. I'm a bad boy. And oh my gosh. So, you know, he pulled him out and he comes home and he hangs out with me for a little bit. And luckily I'm, I work from home. So I'm able to, you know, keep him busy with, uh, you know, a math game on his iPad or something. And he watches a little bit of TV every now and then, but yeah, I, I think kids are very impressionable at that age, and ADHD might just be misdiagnosed yeah. more than often, more That's, than not. You know, I, I I would say that it definitely is misdiagnosed more than often, uh, more so than 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 we think. And and the thing is that it seems like okay, there are so many chemical factors, environmental factors, social factors that play into someone's ability to concentrate and to treat everyone. The same way is a lazy approach to treatment Mm -hmm. to say, oh, they meet these parameters for it. We'll give them the same drug we give everyone else, meaning we'll give them the same treatment, even though you are completely different than everyone else we've ever met. That's lazy. Yeah. And that's sort of a sweep it under the rug, hope this fix it attempt to try and solve a situation without really treating the root problem, which is what plant-based nutrition is all about, fighting the root cause. And I would say I still have ADD. Um, I still have issues focusing, um, but certainly the plant-based nutrition has, has made it a lot better because my energy levels are more stable throughout the day. And, you know, uh, it may, I may have to, you know, it may be more exhausting for me to sit through like an eight hour lecture and, and I do find myself sort of drifting off and thinking about other things and I have to, you know, be mindful and aware and say, okay, that's happening. Keep focusing. And it's and, and and it's exhausting, but that's just me. That's my situation in life, and I have to either accept it and work hard to overcome those situations, or not. But I'm certainly not going to turn to a mind altering substance. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, are you on any other medications? I mean, I know that you might. Do you still take Adderall? No, no. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but so you've you've learned to control your own ADHD. Yes. Unbelievable. Um. What are you taking any other medications? The last medication I was taking full time was Stratera, which is a non stimulant form of ADHD, medic- ADHD medication. But I mean, when I got out of rehab, they had me on seven medications, including mood stabilizers, antidepressants, uh, you know, right. blood pressure, blood sugar medication, blood pressure medication, sleeping medication. I mean, you name it, I was on it. Um, and the thing is, you know, that's what doctors use to treat illness. And the fact is, when I went into rehab, and I found out day one in rehab that I was type 2 diabetic, I was a very sick person. Uh, I was in a chemically induced state of probably uh, bipolar disorder and uh, severe depression. Uh, My adrenal glands were completely shot from the Adderall addiction. Um, You know, I was sick. I needed this medication in order to function. Um, The difference is, and what I really resent, is there was no one there to instruct me that getting off of these is an option. There was no one there saying, oh, you're type 2 diabetic, here's the medication. Oh, by the way, if you do this, you probably won't have to stay on these medications for the rest of your life. And if I had not attended Rip Esselstyn's immersion a year before that, I wouldn't have known it. Right. Well, the amazing doctors that are associated with Rip and the Engine 2 diet and Forks Over Knives, all of those are amazing people. We've got uh, Dr. Campbell coming on the show pretty soon as well. Wow. So very excited about that. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know if it's the doctor's fault necessarily, right? Fault. I mean, it's those not. poor doctors, they go through medical school and they learn how to fix the symptom, not the exactly. root problem, right? And they don't right. focus on preventative medicine. They focus on, again, just fixing the problem. So exactly. it's, you know, we need to change our healthcare, but I think that the reason that I'm so intrigued by your story is that you took responsibility for your own disease. I mean, yeah. you you looked at type 2 diabetes and said that it doesn't exist unless you create it yourself. And that was something that yeah. just blew me away because people think that, uh, you know, I want you to go into more about type 2 diabetes versus type 1. Obviously, type 1 you're born with, but yeah. talk to me about type 2 and that, that moment where you were like, you know what, this is this is essentially like my fault. I did this. Yeah. Right? You know, one of the things I always say is that uh, when I realize that if I'm the problem, I get to be the solution. Mm. You know? And that's, that's when you understand that, then your recovery begins. When you're blaming the universe for your problems, when you're blaming someone else or something else, nothing can change until those things change and allow you to, to, to move forward. Well, if you're just blaming other things for your problems and you're not going to recover, when you accept that it's your fault, you get to be the solution. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, t day one of, of rehab is essentially you do all your medical testings and, and, you know, you're already feeling pretty low at a low point. And then it's very clinical. You kind of feel like a criminal because they strip search you and all that stuff, you know, to keep make sure everyone's safe. You're not bringing anything inside. And pretty much everybody shows up for rehab on their drug. Mm. Like no one shows up sober. So I right. was already on a lot. But um, they tested me. I got called back the next day. Said your blood sugar is over three hundred. Um, you know, I knew what type two diabetes was, uh, and type two diabetes is. And a lot of people think it's caused by sugar. It's actually caused by fat. It's fat blocking insulin receptors. Okay. Um, so you know, someone can go on a very high sugar diet, natural sugar, not refined sugar, and and still you know reverse their type two diabetes. Um, for example, um, like Robbie Barbaro from Forks Over Knives. He manages his type 1 on a fruit diet. Um, but uh, I knew that all I had to do was change the way I ate, and this was reversible. And I actually had even – I called my father that day and said, you know, I'm, I'm really, really down right now. I just found out I'm a type 2 diabetic. And he goes, well, okay, if you're a type 2 diabetic, you know that this is fixable. You know that this is not permanent. You know it's reversible. So let's not even worry about that right now. Just do what you need to do. To reverse it, and I'm sure you can, and uh, and so that's what I did. I made that my mission for recovery. I didn't even bring in, you know, uh, I didn't want to worry about the intangible stuff, the psychological, the emotional, those things that that are so difficult to to track because you can't track them. There's no number that says, oh, I'm this depressed or oh, I'm I'm at this number of an addiction. But with type two diabetes, you have your weight and you have your your blood sugar, and. Um, and those were my two. Those were my two enemies. And so I made that my daily mission. And the great part about it was, in order to achieve those things, I couldn't use my drug. Hmm. One of my probably my most deadliest drug I was using was fast food. Right. Because clearly that was killing me. I was over three hundred pounds. I was a type two diabetic. I had high blood pressure. All those things were caused by the, the fast food. They weren't caused by the Adderall. Hmm. Were you having? pain? I mean, were you sick after you ate the fast food? I mean, obviously it makes you feel good for a minute or two, uh, maybe mean, even an hour or so, but. Uh, yeah. I mean, afterwards I would not feel happy, but I mean, even to this day, I have a pretty aggressive appetite. 
So I've always been able to eat a lot. Yeah. Um, which me is great too. now because I can eat as much as I want. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, uh, you know, in, in rehab, there's not a lot of control you have over what you eat. I mean, they, they do their best, but it's certainly not, oh, you want to be plant-based? You can do this. You want to do that. So, uh, but when I got out of rehab and uh, I had agreed to go into sober living, that's what they recommended. That's what my parents, they said, listen, you can go into sober living uh, and we'll support you in sober living or you can not go and that's it. You know, you're, you're on your own. And, and um, you know, I, I thankfully, you know, recognized that this is something I needed to do. But when I got into sober living, I looked at the, the pantry and it was a joke, man. It's, uh, Fruity Pebbles and Doritos and 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 microwavable pizzas and Eggo waffles and hot pockets. I mean, it's like a like a thirteen year old from the eighties stocks uh, this place. <laughs> um, and I I remember thinking to myself that if I w- hadn't attended an immersion like Rips, if I hadn't been exposed to that information, and I'm new to recovery, if I'd walked in and seen everyone eating like this, I would think that's the right thing to do. Right. Because they're still here and they're still sober. So that must be the right thing to do. And I also remember thinking there's no way anybody comes into this house and leaves healthier than when they got here. Mm. They may be sober, but they're not healthier. Right. And right. for me, sobriety is not recovery. Sobriety is abstinence. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge difference between recovery, which is where you create a whole ent- uh, an entirely new way of living, a new lifestyle, where your old way of your 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 old habits don't even come into into play anymore uh the way that i live my life today is so far removed from how i used to live my life that my addiction my triggers don't even come into play because i'm so focused on the i'm so i'm so addicted to these new habits that i have that are all all about being a productive person and and you know the fact is that my brother is on adderall so there's a bottle right over there with a lot of it and it's not a problem. And he yeah. doesn't lock it up. It's here. The thing is that my new lifestyle, I'm so much more addicted to my new lifestyle because addiction is a subjective word. I had a destructive addiction and I changed it to a productive addiction. And this new, this new way of living, it, you know, plant-based nutrition has not only saved my life, but it allowed me to create uh, a way of living that, that I've never experienced before. And it's and it's a way of living that I get up every day and I'm excited about and I'm happier than I've ever been and I'm healthier than I've ever been, and I guarantee you that without the plant based nutrition that would not be so today. Incredible. Uh, talk talk to me about your bro. So he moved in with you, right? Yeah. So, Tell me about. We talked about it before the show, and uh, I was like, you know, we got to talk about this. So. Uh, give me the whole story. So he was in Austin, right? So yeah, he was living in Austin. Uh, at the time, he was you know about 250 pounds. He was he was a, he was a type two diabetic. Uh, very he was very depressed. Um, he, he was very much myself minus the drug addiction. Um, whereas he's taking the medication, his will last the month. <laughs> Mine, if I have it, I don't stop taking it till it's gone in like six days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, so, you know, I, I, we were in an airport in Philly and I remember I just, I had been tossing this idea around and I remember I looked over and I just asked him, I said, just ask him. And I said, listen, Bobby, are you happy with, with, you know, where you are physically? Um, you know, do you, are you happy with what you're doing in Austin? Is the work satisfying? Uh, and he said, no. And I said, well, 
you know, you're a filmmaker. Here's an idea. Move in with me for six months. Put cameras all over my place. I don't care. You can film, you can film us 24 seven. Um, you know, live my lifestyle, plant-based lifestyle. And let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens. What happens to your diabetes? What happens to you? What happens to your life? The way you feel about yourself? And amazingly, he said yes. And so beginning of the year, I think it was the 28th of December is when you got here. And we started on the 5th of January. We actually went and met with Dr. Matt Letterman from nice. Forks and Knives. Wonderful. Um, and I told him exactly what kind of diet Bobby was going to be on. And I remember he Bobby had his medications out on the table. And Dr. Letterman grabs his type 2 diabetes medication and goes, well, then you don't need these anymore. <laughs> and the look on Bobby's face was just like, he was just so frustrated that that, that was he, he no doctor had ever told him that before. Oh, wow. Doing this for years now, 2 years. He'd been on this type 2 diabetes medication and no doctor had told him that. Um and his blood sugar at that time was off the medication was 300. Uh his weight was 250. Uh his blood pressure was 140 over 100. Now, in 1 week of living a plant-based lifestyle, his blood sugar dropped 150 points. Oh my gosh. In three weeks, and we only know it was three weeks because it was after three weeks that we got it retested, but his blood pressure went from 140 over 100 to 120 over 80. It, is, it has been three months, three months, and I guarantee you, we, the last, we weighed him a month ago, but I guarantee you the next time we weigh him that his weight, he will be under 200 pounds. So he will have lost 50 pounds in almost four months. Wow. Is he, is he working out too, or is he just eating right right now? He's just eating. I mean, he does, he goes for walks and stuff like that, but that counts. That counts. Yeah. He goes for, for, you know, long walks and, uh, you know, I, I, I do a lot of circuit training. One of the things I've really gotten into is, is training really hard. Um, and he's come a few times, but I would say that it's, it's a low to moderate amount of exercise, weekly nice. exercise. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, and I told him, I said, you know, if you're getting frustrated with the, with the exercise, weight loss is never dependent on exercise. Yeah. It's, it's always dependent on what you eat. I like the 80, 20, you know, 80% yeah. workout or 80% food, 20%, you know, some I mean, kind I of fitness. I said, look, you lose weight in the kitchen and you get fit in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to lose the weight first. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's if true. It, when you feel great, better about yourself and you want to move forward with your fitness, then you start going to the gym. But yeah. the weight loss and the health part is, is all in the kitchen. So, and, yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Walk, walk me through your daily routine. So when you wake up, what's the first thing you eat, drink? Oatmeal. A big bowl of oatmeal with a lot of cinnamon. I'm, I, I have a there's a video there's a video on my website sedbrothers.com of me preparing my oatmeal and even Rip, he, who who had always claimed because he came and stayed with me for the opening of one of the L.A. stores, the Whole Foods stores. Yeah, stayed in my place and I said, you want? He, he asked me, he goes, what are you making for breakfast? And I'm making oatmeal. He goes, well, make me what you're making. He's like, are you sure? He goes, yeah. I said, because it's a lot. And he oh, goes, no. he goes, Adam, I'm the king of breakfast bowls. You know, he's yeah. got the Rick's Big Bowl. Oh, yeah. He him what I made. He couldn't finish half of it. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, now, it he, should be called Adam's Big Bowl. You should make him change it. Right? He said that is because <laughs> there was just too much cinnamon. And, and there is a lot of cinnamon. But anyways, uh, 
so yeah, like, you know, 600 calories worth of oatmeal in the morning. Um, my Bobby does rips big bowl. Okay. Yeah, I do too. I love it. I just, you it's know, I really get rips, good. I get rips cereal now, you know, you just the get the only reason why I don't do rips cereal is because I can eat more of the oatmeal. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. And it'll expand in your stomach and last a while too. Yeah. And I'm all about <laughs> eating large quantities. Of okay. Food. So See, I'm small. I do uh, like six smaller meals. Dinner is usually pretty big just because I love dinner, but yeah, I just had rice and beans tonight. It's like my favorite thing. I mean, rice and, <laughs> you can't go wrong with rice and beans, you know? You can't. Um, okay. So after that, after you do your breakfast, What's your, what's your, do you just wait for lunch? Do you train after that? Well, when, when do you, you do know, your workouts? Uh, I, we usually go for a walk in between because I get up and I, I get up every morning at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I have my oatmeal then. And then I usually, you know, will either work on the website or do some other stuff. And then I'll wake up Bobby around 7 30 and he'll eat his big bowl and then we go for a walk. And then after that, I, uh, We'll either go do go to Whole Foods and do whatever grocery shopping you need to do. But I get back and I make my my epic salad. And I this is my there's nothing I love more than this salad. <laughs> okay, so it's it's you know some kind of spring mix or baby spinach, uh, you know anything where it's just a mix of different of leaves. And uh, I do that with carrots, beets, corn, green onions, uh, peppers. Um, what oh yeah um uh chia seeds nice garbanzo beans black beans red beans dried cranberries raisins and then and then depending on you know every now and then i'll do like some shaved coconut on top of it nice. and the thing weighs like two pounds yeah so that's you know, a big I, meal i get to sit there with this huge salad and it's so good and i love it so much and i make that <laughs> for lunch and dinner. And then in between then, you know, as much fruit as I want. And I do, I like to do steamed Brussels sprouts with the engine two marinara on top of it. Oh yeah. So, I mean, there's no, I can literally eat because if it's a steamed green, you can eat as much as you want. I've never heard of marinara on top of Brussels. It's great. Wow. Because I was doing it. I was just doing steamed Brussels sprouts. And then, you know, we got the marinara because we've been making pasta. And so I was like, you know what? There was just a little bit left, so I poured it on there. So now it's become more of like I have the marinara for the pasta and then my marinara for my Brussels sprouts. Nice, so, nice. Now, what kind of pasta do you use? Do you go with the uh, brown rice pasta? That, and we've done the grain pasta, like the quinoa pasta. Yeah. Um, but, you know, really what what we like is doing the uh, – the they have a – at the Venice store, a Health Starts Here bar. Uh, and the Health Starts Here section in Whole Foods is, is primarily vegan – foods that are made without oil and without salt mm-hmm. uh, and they have this red lentil doll so you just get a big thing of brown rice and you just pour the doll on top of it nice oh, god it's so good have you seen the uh, tolerant foods brand they have a a, a a red bean lentil pasta actually no, no no we'll have to check that out yeah tolerant tolerant foods okay. they're out of canada i think and um yeah they have pasta that's made out of red beans and stuff you have to it doesn't really reheat well, so you need to eat it all in one sitting. But okay. I don't Not think you should have a yeah, you shouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> Unbelievable. <Done. laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so congratulations. I, I saw on one of your videos you registered for the twenty sixteen New York City Marathon. Yeah. That is it. huge. Yeah. How did you even get in? 
I don't know because my dad didn't get in and he's like a four time runner and his yeah. friends. Uh, but you know, my dad said he's going to, you know, do the, the, the charity donation and get in good. Cause we want to run this together cause mm-hmm. there's a possibility that it could be his last, but it's definitely going to be my first mm-hmm. and it'll be really special. Cause that's one of the things people always talk to me about is they always ask me, they always want to know about the things I've lost as a result of, of going plant-based, like the weight, the medications, the diseases. And I, yeah, I do like talking about the fact that I've lost 130 pounds and that I went from a size 47 waist to a 31, and uh, you know the the type 2 diabetes is gone, the blood pressure, and all the medications. But what is what has made my life better is the things I've gained. And you know, I had a dad, or I have a dad who I used to treat very, very poorly. Uh, you know, there were times when I was really into my addiction that you know I I thought that I, I was never going to make anything of myself, and it, it's so it's so despicable for me to to remember thinking this, but I was thinking things like, well, at least when he dies, I'll get his money. Mm. That that's the nature of the relationship that I had with him, and that's the nature of the disease of addiction that you know you only think about yourself. But now, one of the things I've gained with is if when I'm home in Austin, I go on runs in the morning with my dad on the lake, and we have meaningful conversations, and we have a meaningful connection. He's he's not just my dad; he's he's another one of my best friends, and my relationship with my brother is, is completely different. My sister, I have a relationship with her again because she wasn't talking to me. Um, I've, I'm proud of who I am and I'm proud of what, what my actions say about me and the impact that I have on the world and the way that I move through the world and, my, and the way that people perceive me. I'm proud of that. And I, and, and I love the, that I have the ability to impact other people's lives, most, most importantly, my brother's. And so far, it's been a positive impact. And I told him, I said, you know, regardless of whether or not the documentary that we're trying to, to make is successful or not, the only thing I want is for him to take charge of his life. And the great thing is that there's nothing special about me. And I remember thinking that why isn't this plant-based nutrition thing even talked about in addiction recovery? Because I'm not so special and unique that it could only work on me. Right that I'm the only addict in the world that can benefit from plant-based nutrition because I saw so many friends going through recovery that put on weight, became more depressed, got on more meds, but yeah, they were sober. Mm. So, you know, I don't I think the system is broken uh, and and I think the even the percentages say that it is because the relapse rate is 90%. 90%. Wow. I'm sorry that the one of the most dangerous things we can tell ourselves is that's the way we've always done it. Well, it's not working anymore. Yeah, you can be sober, but are you are you recovered? Um, and, and and I don't think I think that plant based nutrition we we see it as being the most profound medication that you can give to your body. And if like in T. Colin Campbell's book Whole, he says that the body is not compartmentalized. That the that a, that all illness starts in the stomach. And that there's really only one disease, malnourishment, malnutrition. Mm. And if that's true, then mental disorder has to stem from there as well. Maybe not 100% uh, being uh, part of nutrition, but nutrition plays a major impact on your ability to recover or, or cope with mental, mental disorder. And certainly addiction. Yeah. And yeah. we know that plant-based nutrition is the best medicine for treating the body. And so it has to be the best for treating the mind. Yeah, I mean, Hippo- Hippocrates said it, right? Yeah. Thousands of years ago. Yeah, Let absolutely. Let food be thy medicine. So. 
Um, I want to go back to talk about something that you mentioned. I wrote it down over here. So natural sugar versus refined sugar. Yeah. So oftentimes people that might not completely understand the sugars would say that, oh, well, you've got to watch how many bananas you eat. You got to be really careful because sugar is sugar, right? So go ahead and blast that myth for us. Yeah, I would love to blast that myth because it, it, one of the unfortunate casualties of the sugar war was fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, you will find that natural sugar occurring from fruit has an amazing ability to actually regulate your blood sugar versus spike your blood sugar. And, you know, Bobby will eat four bananas a day. Oh, yeah. And he's dropping weight like crazy. He's yep. averaging 15 pounds a month. With basically very little exercise. Uh-huh. That's faster than I was losing. I lost 100 pounds in 10 months. He's in three months, in four months, he's almost halved my, you know, my entire weight loss. Unbelievable. Uh, so, you know, listen, do, do the research. Don't believe the hype. Certainly don't believe the paleo nonsense out there. Uh, you know, the... I know that their their intention is 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 good. That it's coming from a place of wanting to improve people's health. But you have to do the research. You can't just listen to one side of it. So please go listen to what the paleo have to say, and compare it to the irrefutable evidence that Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, Dr. T. Colin Campbell, Dr. Michael Greger, Joel Furman, John McDougall, these innovative pioneers have showed us that plant based nutrition is really the way that this organism, human beings, thrive. It's true. And you look at examples like Jim Morris, who unfortunately passed away last year or this year, the bodybuilder who was still competing at age 80. Yeah. Completely plant-based. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the sugar, I mean, I eat, you know, what we go through? Four boxes, four cartons of strawberries today plus bananas? Yeah. yeah something like that. strawberry season right now. They're hot. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, berries are loaded in antioxidants. I mean, loaded in it. You want, of all fruits, berries have the most antioxidants. Of all berries, blueberries have the most. And I mean, the, the, I guess the one thing you could say is, I guess if you want to be one of those people that has to count calories, you know, bananas have 100 calories each. So if you are eating a lot of animal saturated fat, I guess you can't eat 10 bananas a day. But if you're on a plant-based diet, you really don't have to watch what you eat. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, you know, you could be a fruitarian. Fruit- <laughs> have you heard of that? Eating just yeah, fruit? Yeah, Robbie I- Barbaro from Forks Over Knives is one. He's he's amazing. Is he really? Yeah. Oh my he's gosh. Incredible. Yeah, he's a he's a raw fruit fruit uh, vegan. Yeah, we we had a fruitarian uh, on the show. Uh, his name is Nick Acado Avocado, and he <laughs> has actually switched from uh, a fruitarian a raw fruitarian diet to uh, just like you and me, you know, a vegan yeah. cooked diet. So. Uh, incredible, incredible. Well, good stuff. Well, listen, Adam, where, where can we find you? I know that you mentioned your website, sudbrothers.com, right? Yeah. Sudbrothers.com. Oh yeah, I did it. Look what I did. <laughs> I said it wrong. It's sud uh, like soap. Now folks, I asked him at the beginning of the show, I said, is it sud or sued? And he told me what it was. It's like soap. Sud. It's Yeah. So sudbrothers.com, that's where we're, we're, we're slowly updating it, but it's really a chronicle of Bobby's journey, and then it, it will soon be chronicling my quest to bring a plant-based recovery track into the recovery world. Love um, it. And, and, and thankfully, there is some interest. I'm not going to say who, from who yet, but there's interest to build the first ever plant-based recovery track, so it is on the way. Good. Um, right. And not only that, you know, uh, you can find me on Instagram, AdamSud82, or Facebook. Um, you know, I have, you can 
find me and friend request me. I, I, it, it's open to the public. And, and you know, one, one other thing I want to say is that you had a previous guest, and we talked about him a few times, Rip Esselstyn. Uh, you know, because of him, I was able to change my life. And, uh, you know, if there are people out there who are looking for a great resource, you know, Engine 2 uh, is, is an amazing thing. And, and I, I have the honor of, of going back for my second year in a row to be the motivational speaker in, in May. And uh, this guy is someone who really does care about, you know, because he, he is sort of a celebrity in the plant-based recovery world, but he really is a good-hearted, grounded person. And, you know, read his book. And if you do see him in the store, bug him. You know, tell him I, tell him I told you to bug him because uh, <laughs> he really is. He's an amazing person to meet. So, he is. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can vouch for that too. I mean, we've, uh, we've stayed in touch after the podcast, and, and that's been good. I think the same thing will happen with you. In fact, I look forward to it. So thank you. Thank you for being on the show. I'll make sure to have your, uh, all your stuff on there so everybody can follow you, of course. And uh, all the show notes will be on the website as well. So Adam sud like the soap thank you very much for being on the show thanks Corey. i appreciate it hey guys what's up it's Corey back in the studio thank you so much you've made it through another episode of lean green dad radio but hey don't let your experience stop here visit us online at leangreendad.com and hey follow us on facebook check us out our facebook page is crazy we update stuff all the time on facebook we also have twitter instagram youtube pinterest all that fun stuff so check us out follow us if you feel so inclined it would be awesome if you left us a review in the itunes store it's really easy to do and we will love you for it we love you anyways thank you for listening to the podcast until next time guys this is Corey saying go the extra mile for your family see you next week guys